Most yeah. of the pipeline are guys that I met. They didn't travel with their wives. They didn't travel with their kids. Like I was really like a rare one. I did meet like my very best friend who traveled with her boyfriend, but we were very few, very few in between. Yeah. Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire, and let's chat. Hello, my friends and RV queens. This is Kate White, your host, coming at you still from Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. We are mooch docking in my in-laws driveway this month and uh, it's been a real hoot. (laughs) But enough about me. Today, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Jody Meadows. She has been traveling for 10 years, y'all. I mean... Can you imagine living on the road that long? The first seven years, they actually bounced around to hotels and Airbnbs and apartments and stuff like that. In the last three years, they've been living in an RV. So she has quite the story to tell and also quite the past. She used to be a professional dancer in New York City before she started this nomadic lifestyle. And she's one of the most glam people I've met in the RV community. (laughs) I love this conversation. I think you will too. Let's get into it. Hello, Jody, and welcome hello, to the hello. RV Queens podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Where are you in the U.S.? So we're like in Northeast Pennsylvania. It's a new area for us. Haven't been to the Northeast yet, or just we've this been to far? Pennsylvania, but we haven't been like this far north in Pennsylvania. We're like four okay. hours from Niagara Falls, two hours from New York City. Like we're just kind of like in the middle of a lot of cool, fun things, which has been a nice treat. <laughs> awesome. Have you like? Do you take trips out to all these areas, like on weekends and stuff? So we will usually when the job is over because we travel for work and my husband's work schedule is very demanding whenever he is working. So he'll work Monday through Saturday. He leaves here at like 545 in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes it's been even earlier, like 4, 430. But um, and then he'll get back around like five, sometimes later. And then Sunday's like his only day off. So by that point, you know, he's like exhausted. We try to just get RV stuff done, you know, whatever we can. Errands, groceries, all the things. But oh, my gosh, that's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. So it's nice when we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will put a pin in this because I want to talk more about his work because that's crazy. Where I want to start today is actually what drew me to you on Instagram is you're basically seem like a country music star that's like living the RV life. <laughs> like you're so you're so glam and like stylish and just have this really like fun spirit and I'm like who is this? Because you I know, think that like is a huge compliment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because like you're just like so warm and beautiful, and a lot of people you meet in RV life, you know, we're just like not that much makeup, don't care about our clothes, and like I wear definitely have two sides. Candle. 
I definitely okay. see sides of myself. It's like the grungy homeless person and like this, where I have like something yeah. to do or like I'm showing up for something, you know, but yeah, it, it's pretty 50 50 on the two, on the two looks. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, my well, mom, she was a hairdresser too. And so I kind of grew up in that world, you know, and she had a tanning salon. So like I grew up in a lot of that. You know, like get your nails done, your hair done, tan, yes. you know, like all the things. I so I think it. it was just my upbringing <laughs> that just made it okay. that way. Well, and I was about to say too that, like, so I see you on social media and you're very glamorous. And then I learn about you that you were a professional dancer in New York City back in the day. Little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this is, all the pieces are coming together. So that's actually where I want to start today. Like, what is going Absolutely. on with that story? <laughs> so it feels like a lifetime ago now, honestly. You know, it was right after high school. I danced my entire life and we traveled for competition and nationals and things like that. And so I always loved traveling for those things. And then uh, right out of high school, I got accepted into a dance program. It was called Broadway Dance Center Professional Program. And it was awesome. It was so fun. We got a lot of opportunity out of it. You know, we got to go on auditions. We wouldn't have like known about unless you had like an agent and somebody telling you like, you know, you got to go here and there. So they kind of did all that work for us, which was nice. So we just got to do a lot of cool things. Um, I'm probably showing my age, but we did the first <laughs> Xbox 360 release. And that nice. was really a moment. That was like in the middle of Times Square. There was like 500 dancers, oh, yeah. you know, Nia was there oh, cool. and we were dancing and it was an amazing experience. It was very, very cool. And, you know, just did little things like that. But like I said, it feels like a very long time ago. now. <laughs> Go ahead. Toot your horn. Tell us everywhere you did. You said you danced with Neo? Just, I just get goosebumps imagining that. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I actually, you know, whatever we became Keystone ambassadors, I was telling them just a side story. I was telling them, you know, my the history and dance and stuff. And somehow it got translated that I danced for Beyonce. And so Christy, the girl that works for Keystone, she's like, I've been telling everybody you dance for Beyonce and all this stuff. And I was like, girl, I wish that would be great. But and she goes, well, I'm just going to keep telling everybody that anyway. And I was like, all right. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah you're seriously funny. the first person. You know, this is actually reminding me of, have you met Tara Myers? She's with the World Share family. Didn't she, wasn't she the figure skater? Professional, yes. yeah, on Disney, right? Really? Was Disney on Ice? And I'm like, what? How do you? Wicked. Just like, so cool. I, I've never been like a dancer or like anything fabulous like that. And I'm just like, how do you not just like meet everyone and say, you know what I used to do back in the day? <laughs> you know, because it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious you know i probably I used to whenever like i was in my early 20s but now i feel like gosh that was like a whole different jody like i don't even know who she <laughs> is anymore you know like oh, yes it's just a okay. part that's been put to rest now <laughs> uh yeah we all have parts of us like that so <laughs> you were a super hot dancer in new york city and then what happened <laughs> 
And then after that, everything, I don't know, you know, the city was hard. Uh, auditions were hard. It kind of made me start falling out of love with dance, you know, like, you're not this, you're not that. It just takes a toll on your self-esteem. Like, you really have to have such a backbone to survive. And I think I found out that I wasn't made out for that world. And I didn't love, like, the big city, like, the hustle, hustle and bustle. It was just a mm -hmm. lot for me. I'm a country girl. Like, I like being out in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's where I'm at. I like to take long drives. Like, and there mm -hmm. you're just, like, sandwiched in. So, after that, I thought I was going to become a makeup artist. And so I went back home. I got my esthetician's license. I soon after that moved to Colorado. I followed a boy. It wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then after that, I moved back home. And soon, like a year after that, I'm just kind of like doing my own thing and um, whatever else. I uh, met Corey. I ended up meeting Corey in that little break. And it just so happened that he was on a break from the pipeline, too. Like, he had just started pipelining. Like, he just went on his first job, came back home, and, like, we were home, like, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it was just weird. And how did you meet? <laughs> so we actually met. So weird. We actually met through our friend that is here staying with us right now, who also works on the pipeline. His name is Billy. We have all been, like, good friends. My mom used to cut his hair when he was young. Like, always been, like, part of the family. And he introduced us and, you know, Corey was kind of quiet, reserved. And I was like, who is this like mysterious man over here? You know, and <laughs> and we realized that like after that, we had kind of met each other and chitty chatted and stuff. We just hung out for like an evening. We each spent the week trying to find each other's phone numbers. We were like, how can we get in touch with this person? Like, Corey said he was getting a hold of all of his friends. Like, he was like, no one had your number. I couldn't get your number from anyone. And he ended up messaging me on Facebook. And then the rest was history after that. We just, like, no, were yeah. attached at the hip. Aw, <laughs> uh, I love it. I had a feeling there was I know. A it's not there. too spicy or anything like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell me what pipelining means? Like, what kind of work is this that he's doing? Yes. So there's a lot of different roles and things that you can do on the pipeline. So specifically, Corey is a radiographer. So that means that he comes in after the welder, like welds the pipe together, and he will take this big camera equipment. It's like, it's like 75 pounds. It's really heavy. So he'll take that, they'll put it on the weld that they just welded together, scan it, and it'll take pictures. It'll take x-ray pictures. And then he'll go back, develop it, make sure it doesn't have any leaks or cracks or anything like that. And then um, they'll approve it and go on to the next one. Oh my gosh. And he's been doing this for 10 years now? Yeah, 10 wow. years. Okay. Yeah. So you and Corey fall in love and you're back in your hometown. He asks you to travel with him and then you just start bopping around the country. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so like we meet we have like four months together where we are just like totally infatuated with each other like cannot even spend a day apart and i had funny enough i had just gotten a promotion at my job i worked at coach at the time and i just got a promotion for assistant manager and i was so excited about it and um like a month after doing that Corey was like do you want to travel with me full time? And I was like, you know what? 
I think I do. And so I put in my two weeks notice and I hit the road. But it actually worked out great because that job was able to transfer me to other locations. You know, like we went back to Colorado. They transferred me there. We went to Houston after that. They transferred me to the Houston location. So the job kind of worked out nice for the first couple of years. And we would just kind of do that. Corey would pipeline and I would work at Coach. <laughs> gotcha. So you just live in apartments or something like that before yeah. you started living in an RV. Yeah. And, and that was rough. <laughs> how so? Like what was just because so you're like constantly finding new people and new places and all this stuff yes and like like the whole packing and like unpacking aspect and not only that but like when you move into a hotel with like a big tote of stuff they're like what are these people doing what are these people bringing in yeah. here and it's like we're about to live here for like four or five months like you know and oh, that's hard hotel? too because seasons change oh so it's like you don't yeah. know where you're going like here you know like we just came up to pennsylvania and it's been freezing you know at night and then like you know 70 degrees during the day so just like making sure you have all your stuff that was tricky i mean i can't tell you how many times i bought like skillets or pots and pans and stuff just like you know not packing it moving to new places but and hotel life is sad hotel life is hard like you know we I was always timid and scared to explore myself. Like that's something I've kind of noticed with RV life versus what we were doing before is I was so scared to kind of get out and see things. I would only do it if Corey was with me. And, um, but now having the RV, it's just like you have people that, you know, are like your people, they're your community, you know? And so we've made so many friends and been able to do so many different fun things because, of staying in rv parks and having the rv and things like that so random you wouldn't think that like something like this would completely change everything but it really did for us like it it changed our mental state it changed the way that we traveled it changed the way that we you know kind of wanted to live our lives like we kind of realized we were in this limbo phase of just like go 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 to the next job this and that and the pipeline also kind of slowed down after we got the RV too. So maybe that helped us see that like, okay, now that the job is done, we can go and explore. Let's go do something. Like when our first pipeline job was done after we got the RV, I <laughs> we were like, oh, we're going somewhere. So we went to Arizona. We like trekked all the way through Arizona and Utah and then made it all the way back to Minnesota in like two months before the job started back up again. Wow. It was just That's awesome. awesome. It was like, I love this lifestyle. This is great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine like living and hopping from hotel to hotel or apartment to apartment, especially hotels. It's like just mm. so confined. Depressing. And, like, yeah. And like you feel like mm. you have to be quiet all the time. And it just feels like very concrete. But versus if you're already like a country girl and you like the outdoors. I don't yeah. see that being a good fit. It was <laughs> yeah. hard. It was so hard. And like, if the job was long enough, we get a, an apartment, and that was better. Like, of course, that was a step up. And and then Airbnbs came into play, and then eventually we even rented out an RV at one point, you know. But that was just like a two week job, so we didn't get much time in it, you know. So that yeah. wasn't like a pivotal moment. We kind of always knew we were going to get an RV. It just wasn't something that we were serious about doing until it was just like you know 
COVID, all the things happened and it was just becoming impossible to find living, gotcha. to find anywhere to stay. Yeah. Oh, so that was kind of the genesis. That of was more the than pivot. <laughs> transition. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to ask, like, were you guys familiar with RV stuff before you decided to just up and live in one? I wasn't. Corey was because he would stay with like um, guys sometimes because there would be some jobs where they would be short, you know, and I would just stay home or it'd be summertime. So I'd get, you know, like a summer job back at home because we're really summer touristy destination. And um, so, yeah, he would stay in RVs and kind of learn how to work them. But still, when we got our RV, we like we went to YouTube University and learned everything that we could yeah. learn, like everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we, we did too. Like, we, I know. <laughs> yeah. We were not camping people. We didn't know anything about um, RVs before we moved into one. So we were the yeah, same way. Like, Just like, at all. Like we weren't even campers. We, we still aren't tent campers. Like we went to a festival one time and had to stay in a tent and we hated it it was terrible yeah. we were so hot oh and it was like totally. we slept in the truck we were like this is terrible <laughs> yeah people that are tent campers i'm like dude hats off like you uh, same people think people think rv life is like oh my gosh that must be so hard to live with i'm like dude no like no. we have air conditioning and plumbing and like all the stuff and it's like the yeah. tent campers and people that do what is yeah. it what's it called like the people there's a word for um when you like there's a lot of like jeep owners that'll just go and like camp out of their truck it's like yeah like truck or campers or i don't know uh, what is that called <laughs> yeah there's a word for it i'm trying to get somebody on the podcast that does that because i'm like what do you even do yes. like when you have to go to the bathroom like i just Seriously. i like, have no idea everybody's like, always so concerned dude. about it in rvs and i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> like that is not no. a concern <laughs> not a concern no, we have water. No. It's not like we have to go like dig Plenty. a well. It's like pretty cushy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I give okay. them that Glad we're on the same page there because yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, and right now we're hooked up to 30 amp because we're mooch docking as well, and we have oh, a big so old you can't wheel run all the ACs. Right, and even that, I'm like, I'm like. Oh pansy okay. over here I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, i can only run one ac it's like 75 degrees out. <laughs> like, thank goodness you're not like south texas where you would be like on fire at this yeah. point yeah. but still next door there's someone tent camping and i'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i need to check myself <laughs> yeah we're all right <laughs> oh my god yeah Woo. so it is it's it's a totally different world but we are grateful for the rv too it's definitely opened a lot of doors that we didn't expect and yeah. not even that with the community that i didn't even know was there for seven years while we're like you know traveling i didn't know people did that you know like most yeah. of the pipeliner guys that i met they didn't travel with their wives they didn't travel with their kids like I was really like a rare one. I did meet like my very best friend who traveled with her boyfriend, but like we were very few, very few in between. Yeah. So you started living and traveling in the RV during COVID and was it hard to meet people then or 
were you still able to just like kind of find community right away? Uh, you know, honestly, that's whenever I did meet Brooke, my best friend <laughs> was on that job. And um, one of our other good friends who works on the pipeline, not Corey's company, but a different company. So actually, we we realized pretty soon on that, like, if you just stay at campgrounds, you're probably going to make friends, you know, like, that was the first job that we ever had the RV on. We had to have it delivered to because we didn't even have a truck yet for it. Our oh, truck God. that we had at the time couldn't even tow it. <laughs> it's like we did oh, it so God. backwards. But we were just like, we got to get out of this hotel. This is not working out. You know, like it was getting really bad. It was just, you know, and you can't cook in hotels. You can a little bit, you know, if you get one of those electric skillets. But, and that's another thing. I was terrified to cook before, but now having my own kitchen, I'm like, I got this. But yeah, so COVID happens. We're like, okay, we got to do this. So we start looking for RVs. We find one that we love. Um, it was actually in, in Indiana. So we got a great deal on it because it was before like everything started skyrocketing. It was like right in that middle section when it was like panic and everybody was like selling things yeah. really cheap, you know? Yeah. Nice. So we kind of <laughs> snagged it in that time. And they got it delivered. And then we were in Ohio for the rest of that job. Um, we had it towed back home because we still didn't have a truck for it. <laughs> and then once we got back home, that's whenever we we got rid of the old truck and got our new truck that could actually pull the RV. <laughs> gotcha. And where is home base again? Home base is uh, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Kind of like in the <sighs> middle south. Yeah, yeah so my Missouri. grandma. That's right? right. I'm from Northeast Missouri. So, you know, I can still yeah, claim it. So, you know. Not, yeah. But I, I feel like I'm not like, I feel like South Missouri is like the true Missourians because, like, you still have, you have more of a tie to like Southern stuff. And I was basically like on the border of Iowa. So, that's kind of, I don't know. Funny. I, I have an identity crisis. Yeah. With that's so I, funny. I've like never I'm, heard that. That's hilarious. I love that. Well, and like, so, and it's funny that I <laughs> called you a country music star because. <laughs> Because, like, I can't wait to tell Corey that. <laughs> it's like right next door to where you live. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was right. But, but my grandma, I was picking up on the right vibe. My grandma lived in southern Missouri, and when we would go down there, it's like she kind of had a southern accent, and all of her friends and everyone in the area that we would meet kind of had like a kind of a southern accent, even though they're it's just from in Missouri. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, and you had to have like biscuits and gravy and the tomato and the, you know, it's just like, oh my southern. gosh, biscuits and gravy are like a staple Sunday breakfast at my, at my house, at oh, my mom's sure. house, like yeah. always. And it has, and you can't like, it has to be Jimmy Dean sausage. Like you can't get oh, any of this always. like healthy, like, like turkey no sausage. Way. Or, like, <laughs> the more grease, the better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And did your did you guys grow up with a percolator? Like grandma still made coffee out of this like old percolator that like made everything taste like metal. Oh I my dad's it. mom does that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Are we cousins? Oh, we all just like grow up living right the now? same life. <laughs> That's cute. Oh my gosh. Also, while we're on the breakfast topic, scrambled eggs have to be fluffy. You can't have any oh. of this like 
flat that runny pants. like whatever no. that is they gotta be like, fluffy man yeah no <laughs> feel me on the breakfast we're on the same page <laughs> we are for sure oh my gosh someday we need to meet in person and just have like an epic breakfast feast I so agree. I want to get a Blackstone just so I can make epic breakfast because those breakfasts look so fire. It is. We bought one a, just a couple months into our RV journey and it's seriously a game changer. Like We're the, halfway there. The We're good. Of, <laughs> the amount of bacon you can make on a griddle and it cooks so fast. I'm like, and it's all flat. It's not like curling inside like in your pan oh, like yeah. it's all just perfect <laughs> you're gonna love it you're gonna love it uh, I can't wait. Did, blackstone, did blackstone just sponsor this podcast that'd be awesome yeah, okay. I wish. <laughs> hey guess what this is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part? They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. You've been traveling for 10 years. Three of it has been in an RV, and I'm sure you have seen some incredible places. Do you have, like, a top three that you tell people, like, these are my must-sees? You know, uh, honestly, the only place that the pipeline took us that was like top three, like gotta see it was when we were driving like up here, you know, in Pennsylvania. I think it was actually West Virginia, though, specifically. We were driving through during fall and it was just beautiful. You're like driving through these mountains and the trees are changing colors and you're just like, this is like a storybook. This is so pretty. And we've noticed like Ohio and Pennsylvania, all these places, especially compared to Missouri, like the landscaping, everything is so beautiful. Like all the grass, the rolling hills, all the things like it's just breathtaking. It's been so pretty. But my favorite place has to be out there in Utah. I thought Utah was just like a different world. It was just like, this is in America. <laughs> like, what? <Right. laughs> no idea. And that's something I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for this community. Like when I knew we were going to take that trip, I went on Instagram and asked everybody for like recommendations, this and that. And they planned that entire trip. That entire, <laughs> I didn't look up like I just looked it up to see which ones I wanted to do more than the other. But all of that came from recommendations from the community. It was insane. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Are you talking like Salt Lake City? area or so we 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 kind of traveled through all of it like i mean we kind of started down like on the border of arizona and utah and that's when we got to meet our first like instagram friends which is really fun we all got lost going to white pockets trying to go out there to see that it was a mess (laughs) we actually (laughs) took the dually which is just insane now that i know what how to get there and what that looked like because we were just driving on the worst like washed out road it was so bumpy and you know when you're not towing anything in those dualies is it like and it sounded like 
screws were falling out and things were like falling apart and we had just gotten that truck too so Corey, oh no oh, he was chapped he was so mad and like the friends who invited us to go they had a little jeep you know and they're like cruising around it's all good and we're like in the freaking dually like oh my gosh what are we doing it took us three hours to get out there and it was only like 30 miles away it's like if we would have oh. had a little side by side or something, we would have been out there in no time. But in that dually, we just had to go so slow. And we're like going over sand dunes. And like, I was so impressed Corey even got us there. And everybody that we passed, we would pass locals and we'd be like, hey, uh, where's White Pocket? Like, we're just like hoping we're almost there, you know? And, and they would look at us like, you guys are nuts. Like, I can't oh, even I believe you made it this far in that thing. And he was like, you're. You're pretty close. You might as well keep going, you know? Oh, and yeah. So we finally <laughs> made it out there and it was epic. It was like we were walking on Mars. It was just like swirls. And then there was like a section of like white, like cotton candy. And I don't know. It was just so wicked. It was so neat. And so we explored all that. And then on our way home, um, we ran out of gas like we it was empty like it was dinging the thing was going off and we're like oh my gosh we have such a haul back what are we gonna do so our friends um laura and them they were behind us in their car and she had three boys or no three kids all under five and so she's been going through this with us because they were following us the whole way out there we explored and now we're on our way back so I'm calling her and I'm like, Laura, we, I think we might run out of gas. Um, you know, do you guys want to go ahead of us? And like, I don't know, maybe you guys can get to a gas station faster than we can. And so she's like, yeah, of course. And so they go ahead of us and probably 20 minutes later, we meet up with them and they're on the side of the road with a blowout, a tire blowout. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a crazy. <laughs> oh man. So our friends that invited all of us to go on this originally, we're already back home. They probably already had dinner. We're chilling, you know, like having a great time. And I call them and I'm like, Christy, I'm like, Laura just had a blowout. We are almost out of gas. We're still like, we finally got to the rocky road, you know, so we're out of the sand dunes, but like we still had a little bit to go. And she goes, no problem. Like we got you guys. And we ran out of gas just like probably five minutes from the gas station like we almost we almost made it i couldn't believe that dually was on e that long <laughs> it was like wow yeah. and um yeah so they filled us up with gas so they went and got laura changed their tire and everybody got home safe but it was it was quite a day of those craziness <laughs> now you know how long you can go before like e actually made something <laughs> exactly you know we're like we're fine when it's on e. it's got a while <laughs> every time the truck tells me that i'm like eh, i think we're all right <laughs> no believe it it went three hours okay on e. <laughs> I feel it like was just a insane. episode that um has that but <laughs> I won't go down that rabbit hole. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> like I could go down lots of rabbit holes with you, but I'm oh, trying yeah, to save. <laughs> okay. So Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio area, and then Utah. Those are your two top favorite I places. Would say, so I mean, I don't know. I love Colorado, too. It's hard. It's so hard to put three. I'd have to do, like, a pros and cons of everything to really figure it out. 
<laughs> okay. I'll take it. So as far as RV life goes, what's your like top tips for people that are new in this life or people that are listening and are maybe thinking about getting into RV life? What's been like a huge... Learn to be kind of flexible, you know? <laughs> like things mm-hmm. are going to go wrong and plans are going to change and like weather's going to play a big part in it too. And like, so just learning to kind of flow a little more than like this like rigid schedule like we're all kind of used to like in like normal life I guess you know and um we just found out it's best to just kind of go with the flow like that trip I was telling you about the first trip with the RV it was the first time Corey had ever towed this thing and I'm like let's go to Arizona you know and and so I was like bam 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 move 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 but then we quickly found out like this is exhausting like this is so hard like you know, driving is stressful in itself. And then you get to a place, you set up, and then you got to take it all down and look it back up and keep going, you know, and that's tiring. It's it's a lot of work. You know, people make it seem like it's so easy to just like, go, go, go and see all these magical places. But it's like, there's a lot of work behind all of that, like so much. And so we found out we are slower paced people (laughs) and quicker paced, you know. So I would say flexibility, just kind of learning to see how you go when you start traveling, you know. Yep. I feel that too. I had, I got my hair done. YouTube videos. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) YouTube University. I liked when you said that. So I got my my hair done last week and I was chatting with my hairdresser about, you know, the way we live because it's just the topic that always comes up. And she's like, oh, just. Like it's it sounds so fun. It sounds like a nonstop vacation, and I'm like, <laughs> kind of like no, little vacation. Kind of, like, yeah, it depends on like how you're traveling for sure. Right, and if you're like you know, if you have the income to support like really high end RV resorts, like probably feels like yes. most of the time but then and that's a like, great point too yeah work. <laughs> it is and it's a great point because like you know especially like us we travel for work so whenever we are in an rv park we're trying to save as much money as we can so we're not trying to stay at like the nicest jazziest rv park we're trying to find a deal you know so we can save right. as much as we can and you know work yeah. and because like we're never in like amazing places. Like these pipelines are always kind of like in random out of the way, you know, <laughs> like random places. And um, <laughs> so like, like our last one that we went to in Texas, we ended up in like Viter, Texas, which I found out a lot of creepy stuff about that place. So like, you just <laughs> never know where you're going to end up. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, we should probably move to the next town. So we did end up yeah. moving away from that place, but. Uh, yeah it's it yeah. gets us in sketchy places <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I, I mean we've had that experience and i was trying to stay like in not random places like for example we went, <laughs> we went to for the winter you know like we headed down to the gulf side of um florida like a lot of yeah. rv people do in the winter Absolutely. and you know, there's even campgrounds there that, like, you have sometimes, like, your creepy radar is just like, what's going on with yeah. this place? Like, this we're literally on the beach. I feel like this should be, like, you know, super Better. nice and <laughs> getting a lot of, like, 
vibes. So let's just bad energy <laughs> coming in. <laughs> and like we're traveling with kids too, so I'm like, it was you know me. If it was me and my husband, like, well, we could like get through it. Yeah. But I'm like, we're going. You gotta follow that. <laughs> you do. You gotta listen to it because it's always right. It really is. Like. I don't know the few sketchy places we've been because Corey's very tweaky about that too, especially since I'm by myself, you know, and I walk Cali, like, you know, and so he wants to know that like we're somewhere decently okay, but sometimes you just don't have much of a choice, you know? Right. So I've gotten a taser since then, but I don't ever bring it with me. Oh my god! Once upon a time, I was trying to be a runner, and my husband brought me mace to run with. And I'm like, "We live in Omaha, Nebraska. Like, okay, I guess <laughs> keep it on me." I but- know. Bless their hearts; they just care so oh, much. Wow. They're like, <laughs> "Did I read?" I know, Corey. Especially when we'd stay in hotels and things like that. If I slept in, you know, and didn't answer my phone. Literally, he'd be like calling the hotel. I even had a maid one time, like knock, knock, knock. Oh, no. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? I'm like, Corey, you need to calm down. I'm not oh, dead. It's okay. Oh, he loves you. He's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> a little worrier. Oh my gosh. He okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> flexibility and also okay on the note of flexibility too um something i found is like campgrounds are actually more flexible than you think they're gonna be too like when you're booking oh. campgrounds they like make a big like oh cancellation fee but then like people totally understand when you have like a breakdown or like any kind yes. of delay oh yeah like we found really that out fine. too yeah yeah. And we're always late. Like we have this like travel day curse, we call it, is it because like every time we leave, something ends up happening where we don't get in until nighttime. Like I'm not kidding. I can't count. I can count like on one hand how many times we've gone in while the sun's still out. And it's like two, you know, like it's so bad. I don't know what That's it is, cool. but um, Corey's gotten really good at backing this thing in in the dark, which I'm impressed yeah. by. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I've given it once, but I don't think I could back it in. Uh, that'd be a whole different story. You have driven it? You drive the fifth I've wheel sometimes? It once. <laughs> yeah, I've just you. driven it once on the highway. It was at night, so it wasn't busy, you know, and weren't right. a lot of cars around. So it was a lot Are better. But it wasn't out? too bad. I was in the okay. beginning. In the beginning, like before I kind of started going, it was like, oh my gosh, like our home. You know, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, like one bad move and it's like, it can blow up in flames. You know, we've all seen those videos. Yeah. It's very scary. <laughs> oh and But yeah. once I got going, it was fine. It was no big deal. Like I, it was kind of just like driving normally you know like even the truck kind of felt a little better because there was so much weight i guess it just felt like evenly distributed you know (laughs) i don't know how to explain it but it was it wasn't bad i get anxious just in the passenger seat on travel days so i'm like drew you do not want me driving this thing like every time we travel (laughs) he's like what are you gonna carry like pull your weight around here i'm like dude i'm a mess 
like i'm like no, watching the mirror back. and i'm not even driving and like we go between semis and i'm like oh, that guy's getting over <gasps> you know? yes so like, that part you know? is terrifying though that is very i'm like that too yeah. as a pads with passenger i'm like <laughs> like where he knows my sounds just, now <laughs> i don't trust anybody else like i think i could do no. it if there was no one else on the road because i don't yeah. trust like if something happened you know whatever yeah but unless i have to and like someone's dying i'm not trusting this thing (laughs) if you have a heart attack i feel that that. you know that one time was my one and only time that was like two years ago so i don't know (laughs) oh my gosh so good Ooh, so I mean, what's the future for you guys? Are you gonna is Corey gonna keep working on the pipeline for a while? Are you sticking in an RV or what are you thinking? You know, when the pipeline kind of started slowing down, I was trying to get Corey on the track of like, why don't we just travel like everybody else? Like, we'll find remote jobs and we can just go around because the pipeline. That is, it gets exhausting, you know, and it is a lot of hard work. And Corey is kind of getting to the point where he's feeling like he does want to change. So if I can figure out what we could do remotely, then maybe we could travel wherever we wanted. That would be the dream. That would be like my ultimate dream. But as far as like concrete, um, we've been talking about expanding our family a little bit. So that's Aww. exciting. Yes. And I would very much like to still travel while we have kids. Like, I love really? all the kids we have met on the road. It has been so inspiring. Like, none of them, like, asked for an iPad the entire time. Everybody was outside playing. All the kids could mm. talk to adults, like, no problem. Like, have conversations. And it's like, you're four. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, I just feel like they're so, like, well-rounded and, like, sure of who they are and confident and wanting to explore and like just see different things i don't know it just made us both like wow this is obviously doing something really good for these kids you know like just comparing it to our own like nephews and nieces and stuff like that who are like all video games and like all the things there's just nothing wrong with that and i get like road kids (laughs) do those same things but it was nice to see like a difference with it too you know just I don't know. It's hard to yeah. put it into words, I guess, but I get that. Yeah, so. One of our first, um, our first full-time families meetup that we went to, there was like a family game afternoon or something like that. And we, I remember seeing like the high school homeschool kids, you know, that were like yeah. 15 and 16. They were like organizing the games for the younger kids and like making sure everyone was involved and just being like, so sweet and like yeah me, instead of like me and my like looking at each other like who are these kids this is amazing because <laughs> like, yeah, usually it's like on. eye rolls and like phones yeah. and like that's all you get yeah. you know? right i don't want to play with the little kids like you know whatever so. yeah I don't we know. It's that. cool though. It's it's something different. It, I don't know. It's like in the air or something. I think it's honestly just being in nature. I think that's the thing that we've become so detached from is just like being outside and like yeah. taking time off our phones, like taking time to figure out who we are. 
Like that's something I knew right away when we started RVing is that we were just so detached from outside, from nature, from doing, from exploring and seeing things. Like we just hadn't done that in a really long time. And I don't know, yeah. it just changed, you know, after that. Like, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, how, <laughs> this is like going to be really nerdy. But have you ever heard of grounding <laughs> where you like walk around without shoes? Yes, I have. Become okay, one with so, nature. Yeah, yeah. Right. With and Earth. Yeah. Like the Earth's like electromagnetic. Absolutely. Like yes. realigning. That's like how I feel like all of RV life is. It's just Same. like realigning with like, oh, this That's is how such I'm a great way to put it. I love yeah. that. Yes. Like I'm, I don't have to be stressed out all the time. Like I can literally just sit here and read a book and that's all I need to do. You know, like just. And like, it's great. Yes. Down. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, cause we're so used so to go, crazy. go, go. All the things yeah. you can do, all the activities, you know, like there's never like, even when I was growing up, I feel like it just with dance. It kept me so busy that like, I didn't have any time to have a hobby or figure out anything else it was just like always go 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 all the time and it was like that i feel like until we got the rv in it like you said it's like usa <laughs> like yeah. i can like take a breath <laughs> figure myself out what does jody want like <laughs> so insane <laughs> i love it same way oh my gosh well i have enjoyed this conversation so much i feel like i could talk with you for like same. two more hours <laughs> um, I'm going to ask one more question and then I'll have you tell everyone where they can connect with you online. Um, okay. So the slogan for this podcast is a podcast about unexpected riches. And I would love for you to share what's the unexpected richness that you have found with RV life. So I uh, knew you were going to ask this. And I heard someone else say like RV life as a whole, and I have to agree with that. It has been kind of RV life as a whole, but um, pinpointing it more, I would break it into two things. And I would say comfort, because just having the comfort of our home and the same things wherever we go, especially traveling for work is such a treat. It's such like, it's such a small thing, but it's such a huge thing in perspective because I was terrified to cook. I was terrified to go outside by myself. I was scared to do all these things and just having the comfort of my home changed all of that. And I feel like it changed parts of me, you know, for the better. And then next I would say community because I was alone in this traveling world for seven years. And then all of a sudden it just like, kind of was like a, a hollow moment. <laughs> like yeah. all these friends, you know, like all these people you can relate yeah. to all these people that know what's going on. Like, a lot of my friends back home are like, how can you even stand your husband in that small space and like travel with him all the time? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you can do that. And I'm like, I yeah. love my husband. Like, I actually like him, Like, you know, like he's yeah. my best friend, you know, and and we've always kind of been like that. So living in this tiny space wasn't ever like a hard thing to do. It wasn't like an adjustment. It was just, it's yeah. what we do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel the same way. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> okay, where can listeners connect with you online? So we're just Joko Travels, J-O-K-O Travels, and that's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all the things. 
<laughs> even Pinterest. I love it. <laughs> yeah, even Pinterest. That's when I used to blog a lot more. I don't really blog too much anymore. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Jody. I really enjoyed our conversation. No, thank you for having me. This was so wonderful. Thanks for creating this space. So what did you think? Was that inspiring or what? Hey, before you go, I have one thing to ask of you. Will you open up your podcast app and give us a rating and a review, please? Pretty please with a cherry on top. That would really help spread the Avi Queen's love and help us climb up the algorithms. (laughs) I love being a part of this community with you all. I hope you have a great week and I will see you on the road. Oh my god. Woohoo.